Welcome aboard, space travelers. Please lower your harness and keep your hands and arms inside the vehicle at all times. Prepare for blast-off. Hello and welcome to another edition of Discover DLP with myself, Nick. And Paul. Yeah, you remembered. Yeah, I did. I remembered this time. (laughs) I remembered what my name was. Uh, It happens. It almost happened to me the other night, actually. Um, I, and I'm going to mention it on here. I wouldn't normally, but just because it it does kind of uh, tally up. Um, I recorded with Diz Down Under the other day. And uh, it was all about Disneyland Paris because uh, their cousin is going later this year. And so we kind of just did a few tips and, and bits and pieces like that. And because of the time difference, the only time that I could get both the hosts together was at about half seven in the morning, I think, eight o'clock in the morning. But that was local time, which meant that it was about one o'clock our time. No. And I just started nodding off. I knew it was going to happen, but I just started nodding off. And then I got a message saying, oh, we're ready. I was like, oh, God. So at the start of that, I'm still a little bit dopey. But by, I think by a few minutes in, I'm, I'm all right. But yeah, certainly at first, I was like, oh, this is going to go horribly wrong. I listen back to it. It's not bad at all. Um, so uh, <laughs> give those guys a listen. They're friends of ours anyway. And um, just a few little tidbits about Disneyland Paris and a few of the things that um, I would recommend doing, which might be a bit different to others. But we're not here to talk about that because that'd be a very short podcast. We're here to talk about us and Disneyland Paris. So I I think the last episode came out on the 30th of June and we was like, "Ah, we'll we'll get another episode out in a few weeks. Um, It's been about six so apologies this is supposed to be a monthly podcast although what i will say is we've just passed our 12 month anniversary yes so birthday blowers and stuff congratulations yeah and this is episode i think 16 so So, we've not done badly then that's what i mean like okay the, the schedule's been a little erratic but we've actually put out more than one episode a month if you yeah reached out so you know I think you've got yeah. some bang for your buck there. Um, yeah, and you've had some actual in-park stuff as well, which has which has been good, which was done fairly early on. Yes. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, don't don't mind. Um, <laughs> before we start, <coughs> things it's good timing. Um, what are you drinking? Uh, I have got a nice mug of Starbucks Columbia Medium Roast. Oh, very nice. I've just bought some blonde, some of their blonde roast. Yeah. Which is, uh, it's quite funny. Like a lot of their coffee beans, when they're ground and stuff, I don't tend to taste the difference that much, but the blonde one definitely does have quite a unique taste to it. Yeah. Can't say whether that's good or bad, but it's different. <laughs> that's that's certainly true. Um, yeah. I have got a can of, because I'm still going through the crate, Brewdog Indy. So... There you go. Let's open that. We can crack on with the show. Now, is there anywhere we mentioned? We talked about a few things before we started recording. Is there? Yeah. You want to start off with? Shall I start with something that's going on at the moment? Absolutely. Topical's always good. Shall we start with uh, the rendezvous gourmand? Oh, please. Uh, um, Now we we thought about attempting some of this last year while we were there and yes. we just didn't have the time no end. no we didn't and it got it got quite busy as well if i remember rightly yeah yeah it was and we we did we spent most of our time kind of doing some of the marvel stuff when we were in the studios more than more than anything didn't we um 
the problem kind with of... food in the parks, and this is actually something I mentioned the other down on the other podcast, is it does eat into you, pun intended, your time in the parks. Yeah. But therefore, do you want to take, you know, half an hour to an hour out of that time to have something to eat? Or do you just plough through and just have something a bit more substantial at the end of the day? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's that's kind of what happened to us, didn't it, really? We, yeah. Uh, even though it wasn't substantial most of the time, <laughs> we did kind of kind of sit down and, and try and eat a couple of times. Yeah, well, again, we went at the busiest time of the year. And in fact, I was talking to um, some family friends of mine and they told me that they're going to... Disneyland Paris next year for their daughter's birthday. And I said, Oh, whenabouts are you going? And they said, Oh, it's it's probably the weekend of. And I was like, that is probably race weekend. Please do not go down. Yeah. Because <laughs> honestly, unless you are actually involved in the racing, do not go. Yeah. And we got how many attractions done? Well, sorry, not us, because you was there an extra day. So you did get a few more things done. Yeah. But I think together we might have gone on two attractions, maybe. Yeah, we did Big Thunder because we recorded the audio on that. Yeah, and I think we did Star Tours together, didn't we? No, we did Pirates. That's right. I did Star Tours. It was your first time on Pirates, wasn't it? Since the upgrade. Since the upgrade, yeah. That's right. Oh, yeah, we did that in the afternoon when we got there. Yes, I mean, we didn't get much done. I got more rides done on the Sunday. I got three yeah. rides done on the Sunday uh, while you was actually out running. Um, yeah. But on the Friday and Saturday, we got two attractions done in, in those two days because it was just yeah. so busy. Yeah. And I think it's going to get busier with attractions now taken down, bits of parks going to be closed off as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, I can only imagine, uh, certainly the studios is going to feel even busier this year than it did last year. Yeah, you're probably right, because if you're if you're in there, there's less for you to do. Because yeah. by the time the race comes around, and we mentioned this obviously in the last episode, um, Rock and Roller Coaster will be down. Yeah. Armageddon's already down, not that that's particularly busy. Yeah. And uh, Disney Junior oh. is, is gone yeah. as well. Out of animation's closed. Yes, literally, literally that whole side of that park is is dead in the water at the moment. Yeah, I think the only thing that's still open uh, because it's I'm not Stitch. Going to is Stitch. Yeah, so it's yeah. it's not going to get very busy that side of the park at all. I wonder if no. they actually close it off. Well, I'm wondering that because I'm wondering where the finish line is going to be. Hmm. Because that's where the finish line is. Yeah, I, as, as, as we because we discussed this on last episode, because obviously we won't know until the race weekend is here. They don't normally yeah. release the maps beforehand. Um, I think they might keep that open because Aerosmith would only have just closed. But mm. I wonder if after race weekend they'll just block it off because, you know, the, the buffet restaurant that's there is not really that busy, never gets that busy. No. Sandwich place at the end, uh, Blockbuster Cafe. I think that one is. Yeah, um, it, it's hardly ever open anyway. No. So the only things that they really have along that side of the park, other than Stitch, is meet and greet areas, which they could quite easily move somewhere else if they really wanted to. Yeah. So, yeah, they've, they've they've definitely got room to put some of them elsewhere. Yeah. So I I, I wonder, you know, maybe that's. That's the plan because there is literally no point in having it open. You don't want anyone really no. down there. So it would make sense if they just block it off while they, they get all this work done. Um, yeah. And I believe the entrance for Lights Motors Action is moving as well, which points towards that they are closing that, that bit off. I thought it was the other side. Yeah of where it usually is. So at the moment, it's just to the right of um, Rock and Roller Coaster. But I think at the moment, it's it's by at the Tower of Terror, kind of yeah. around that, that side of things. So I think that's already happened. Yeah. And they might well keep that. I don't, I don't know. Um, but yeah, so 
Um, Le Rendezvous Gourmand de Disneyland Paris. <clears throat> yeah. Full title, because we just called it Food and Wine last time. Yeah, it is. So, you know, forgive us uh, for doing that. But um, it's, I I, I didn't realize actually, it's the uh, the fourth time they've done it. Yes. So, which is good. Have you seen the actual menu? Yes, I have got them all in front of me. So Uh, have I. We can talk about it together. It's great. Yeah. And we've actually got some new booths as well, Mm. which is quite good. so the the first new one um, is a La Bar of Vin, um, which has got some uh, very similar to Bazale to Radiator Springs um, with the cozy cone. Um, got some uh, cones oh. um, with things in. So you've got a sausage cone, um, a cured ham cone, and a cheese cone um, alongside. Um, both champagne, white wine, rose wine, and or rosé wine, red wine. Um, so yeah, it's, it leans itself towards being just a wine wine booth, but they have actually got some food on there, um, mm. which I think I'm going to try. I'm actually going to try one of those, I think, while I'm there uh, next month. That's on my my list. Yeah, I, I I don't drink much wine because my wife doesn't drink wine. So I do quite like a glass of red. If I buy a bottle, in, in fact, this is this is how bad it is. She opened a bottle of red that she got given for Christmas to do some cooking, which is fine. I get that. She then put the bottle straight in the fridge. So I was okay. Like, okay, that's that's going to be spoiled. So you can use that for cooking. I'm not going to drink any of that. But um, yeah, I do like a glass of red and. You know, I've never had a glass of wine in France. No, and I'm actually tempted because I don't think we've spoken about it, but they they now sell champagne on Main Street. Whereabouts? Well, it's I think it's in like the the hub area on one of those little stands. Um, and I watched uh, a guy that I watched on YouTube, Mr. Cheesy Pop. Um, great name. Um, yeah, Max is his real name, and he came over from from the US to do a trip round right like Northern Europe. Um, mm. Came here first, then went to Disneyland Paris for a few days, and he got some champagne and watched the fireworks. Wow! So I may yeah, do that this year. Works. Yeah, why yeah. not? It's uh, you know it's kind of tradition to. I mean, we we don't really do fireworks except for bonfire night and New Year's Eve. Um, and New Year's Eve, it's it's one of those times where you would normally have a glass of champagne to see in the new year. So, you know, that's fireworks. It kind of ties in with what we would do as a culture. So that's going to be pretty good. I, I imagine, of course, uh, Walt Disney's head is spinning around in its cryogenical chamber. Yeah. Um, that not, at that knowledge. But uh, we're in France. So yeah. when in France. Yeah, and I think... I think that moment's now passed with uh, Galaxy's Edge selling alcoholic drinks as well. Yeah, I mean, I, it's very. I find America a very weird place when it comes to to alcohol in general. Yeah. You know, they obviously have a, a much higher age to consume alcohol. I see uh, youngsters, and I mean, obviously those that are legal to drink, uh, behaving quite badly on alcohol. I think because they start later. Yeah. Um, there just seems to be a bit more of a taboo around it as if like prohibition never really left. You know, it, it's like the yeah. things like you can't buy, uh, certainly in Florida, you can't go to Walmart and buy hard liquor. You no. have to go to a, an actual liquor store. Um, yeah. Whilst in our, you know, in our version of Walmart Asda, uh, other supermarket chains are afraid of, you can buy whatever you want. You know, it's, uh, yeah, just I just find the issue a bit weird. And in Disney parts, people get very, very upset when they make any changes that involve um, involve alcohol. Yeah. So, yeah, um, it's, it's interesting making these changes, but uh, we'll see how long that lasts. Yeah, it seems to have been going for a while. I think it's two or three months now that they've been doing the, the champagne on Main Street. So Okay, cool. So yeah, just on on top of that, but yeah, I I think I'll be making a stop at this this booth. Um, 
for some kind of Conan, maybe a drink. Um, mm-hmm. but not sure which one I'm looking at. I might go with the, the cheese one, the cheese cone. Yeah, I think, you know, obviously French, the French are very famous for their, their cheese. I remember the, I don't know if it was there when we were there, actually. I can't remember. I didn't pay that much attention to all the menus. Um, but there was a chalet when they kind of brought it back around Christmas time that had this really gooey cheese. It yeah. was uh, a block of cheese they were melting. Um, yeah. And it was like being knifed off and spread and it really stank. It was really... <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's that's the problem I have with, with cheese in general is... Um, I'm quite boring when it comes to cheese. So <laughs> it depends on what kind of cheese it is, but um, we shall see. Um, I can see another one of the new chalets as well is uh, Eclair and Gourmandise. Yep. Which, yeah, which is another one I think I'm going to end up stopping at. Yeah. Oh, that's, the thing is, stuff like that is always good. The, the problem with, yeah. um, and we'll, we'll look at the other chalets in a minute, the problem... I think when you buy what I would f- refer to as street food, is yeah. you normally pay a premium, but you don't always get a lot of food for your buck. Yeah. I don't think. I don't think the portions are particularly large when you are paying equivalent to, and in some cases, I mean, you know, not, I know things obviously vary, depends what it is, but, you know, these food items here are not, that much cheaper than going and having a quick service meal no so you kind of have to build it into a meal don't you so that's that's it exactly whilst i think uh things like eclairs uh and and french pastries you just go and have those as a snack yeah it's very easy to make a decision on that and to go right well that's four euros or whatever it is i'm going to spend on uh, a snack rather than am i going to spend eight euros on some falafel and rice or whatever it might be or a cone uh, filled with cheese so i think that one is going to be pretty popular yeah so we've got uh five different types of eclair on the list got the the typical chocolate um pistachio and raspberry uh lemon and a fruit one the one that i I'm not sure what it means. Relic-wise, my French is awful. But I've, heard, I've never heard of that actually. No, I haven't either, and that's what confused me. And it's it's got because it's got it in um, speech marks, which I thought was a bit. How's it spelled? R e l i g i e u s e. It's a French pastry made of two show pastry cases, one larger than the other, filled with creme patissier, 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 uh, most <laughs> common chocolate on mocha. And oh, so it's coffee then. In a ganache of okay. the same flavour as the filling. All right. So mm, that changes my mind a little bit. That's, that's what the traditional version is i imagine it will be pretty traditional so that could be quite delicious yeah uh, there's definitely a stop off at this one one way mm. or another um and then they just do like your regular drinks to do orange juice uh espresso uh hot chocolate and water from there no no special drinks from yeah. from that one um well, like as well i'm actually looking at the uh, the menu from the official disneyland paris website and yep. any of the chalets that are doing uh, alcohol uh, has a disclaimer that says, please note, alcohol abuse is dangerous to your health, so consume in moderation. <laughs> I.e. don't get smashed. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much what it means. Uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm reading some of the bits underneath it as well. Um, here I can see a few, few different things, some warnings on the bottom of some of them. Yeah. So um, going back to the, the ones that are, are kind of returned from, from previous, um, we've got National Nibbles, 
Yeah. Which is, uh, it says, sample delicious French specialities, including the exotic tastes of the French Antilles and the Caribbean. Yeah. Um, so we've got uh, wine. Um, something that's a uh, uh, shock root, which is seasoned yeah. sauerkraut and sausage. Yeah. Which that, I mean, I always think sauerkraut and sausage is German. Yeah, so did I. I thought that was a bit strange. Actually, it does say... Ah, hang on. Yeah, there's different menus. I think... I think they're themed... So I think... So where it says, like, national nibbles, I think this is a range of... Different foods, yeah. So it's not actually what the heading says. They've they've broken it down by what the individual chalets does, which means there's a lot of chalets, actually. Yeah, there is. And I I saw a bit of it, as I said, on on Mr. Cheesy Pop's video, and it does seem to have expanded a little. Yeah. Um, They seem to be putting a bit more effort into it. Which is good, because, I mean, I imagine, especially for locals, it gives you more reason to return. Because... You know, you might see four or five different options that you want. You're not going to all eat them, and you know, on the same day. No. Or oh, I might come back next weekend or something. Yeah. And try those out. Um, so yeah, so that was that was in the the German one, which is uh, Chalet Alsace. Um, yeah. We got uh, Patagni. I'm saying these yeah. all wrong because I'm I'm British as you like. Or well, Essex, as you like, even worse. Uh, but that one, it says, surrounded by the sea, this region abounds in cuisine featuring sumptuous salted butter. <laughs> I mean, that that doesn't sound... Number one, that doesn't sound like a theme for a chalet. Salted no. Um, and what's, what's surrounded by the sea got to do with it? Because if I hear surrounded by the sea, or if, if I said to you, there's a food and it's surrounded by the sea, what would you assume that would be you would imagine it'd be fish right not savory pancakes and crepes no there is a fish soup yeah but that's still, it yeah, <laughs> still not still not um and they have pink cider yeah as their drink which i don't think i've ever seen pink cider i don't think i have either I've seen pink gin because we've got a bottle of that next door um, in the next <laughs> I'm not tucking into tonight, um, but pink side. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't think we'll be recording that long, um, but yeah, pink side is an interesting one because I've not heard of that before. Um, mm. Now the next one on the list is what I think I saw at Christmas. Yeah, that makes makes sense. Reading what's what's on there. Yeah, because raclette sandwich, which is soft melted cheese, and that that was it. That's exactly yeah. what it was. So that's the one that's almost it's it's almost like butter or a thick soup. Yeah, a very weird cheese, but very strong smelling cheese as well. So, yes, that's if you like stinky cheese, that's where you go for that. <laughs> that's <one>. your one. <laughs> yeah, um, and then French Antilles is one. Uh, Treat yourself to some tropical tastes on the French West Indies, and they have things like cod fritters, chicken colombo, creole sausage, and pineapple cake. Now, I'm all in for the pineapple cake because I know a lot yeah. of people had that last year and said it's really good, and I do like pineapple. I've got no idea what chicken colombo is. You know, does it come in a jacket? Does it ask you lots of questions? I don't know. <laughs> uh, my colour up and walks off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Very Richard Princess Bride. Um, yeah. Very, very odd. Uh, I think it's like a kind of a stew, if I remember rightly. Okay, because I mean, you, you've obviously got, um, you know, we, we know what gumbo is, and gumbo is, is like yeah. a kind of stewy soup. And yeah. gumbo, Colombo, not too dissimilar. So I wonder if no. a connection there. Um, it's either that or chicken paste sandwiches. Yeah, that's my other guess. Just because, <laughs> I, why not? Um, and then we've got uh, continental cravings, which sounds yeah. like a song Katie Lang would have sung in the nineties. <laughs> <So, laughs> 
<laughs> you know what? I've, I've wasted almost eight years with my friends, Katie Lang, on this podcast. I feel, um, feel really proud of myself. Um, and it's a bit sad. Uh, <laughs> this has got, it says, satisfy your cravings with a selection of Europe's finest food and drink from Belgian fries to Italian pizza and Spanish paella. Um, Chalet Belgium, Belgium may be small, but it's big on flavour and you can enjoy its fries, uh, fricadelle and waffles. I have yeah. got no idea what a fricadelle is. No. It says it's got sausages in it. I wonder if it's like, um, oh, what's that? They're like a schnitzel kind of thing. Yeah, possibly. Fried thing. Um, yeah. I'd be interested to try the, the Belgian fries because Belgian fries are really nice. Yeah. Because they're normally triple cooked, aren't they? So really yeah. crispy, but really fluffy inside. So I'd be interested to see if um, what I do there, and obviously as well, Belgium's quite well known for its beer. Yeah. So that might be quite it's, good. It says it's got two different beers, Dupla and Belvo. Hmm. I don't think I've heard of either of those, actually. No. Probably because I don't import it. Probably the best beers, isn't it? So that they don't get in. Yeah. Um, Chalet Italy, which yeah. has uh, pizza, tiramisu, and panna cotta, yeah. as well as wine. What you'd really expect from from Italy, isn't it? Oh, you know what? In a way, these are almost racist. Yeah. Because they're so stereotypical. Just need Mario to be serving you, don't you, really? Yeah. I mean, the thing, I mean, to, for me, I would have probably expected pasta over pizza. Yeah. But I think, I know pizza is obviously Italian-born, but for me, Italy's pasta. Because yeah. you know, the world has butchered pizza. You know, if you look yeah. at what traditional pizza is in Italy to what we have. I mean, I, I didn't realise until recently that... Um, in Italy, pizza didn't used to have cheese. No. And that's something, I think that might have been America that invented that. Probably. Wouldn't surprise me. It's well to cheese. That's change everything, don't they? Yeah, and make it cheesy. Um, yeah. Chalet Spain, which of course has the traditional paella, Spanish <laughs> omelette, gazpacho. Um, yeah. Creme Catalana. Which is rich custard base with a hard caramel top and churros. Yeah, now separate desserts. Yeah, um, I've never had. I mean, that's that to me sounds like a custard tart. Yeah. Which again, to be fair, I'd probably be buying both and dipping I mean, the churros in the dessert. Uh, it's, it's got a hard caramel top. I don't know if that would, that would work, but uh, I do like I do like churros. I did. I never never really. Et churros until a few years ago, and now I really do like a churro. Yeah, especially with a nice chocolate sauce. Mm. Um, for some of us saddies, <laughs> we have got a vegan kitchen. I just like to point yeah. out I'm not a vegan, but I'm vegetarian, so this is of interest. Um, and what's what's interesting with this, unlike the other all, all these chalets, is this one has food from all over the world. Yeah, there is no rhyme or reason to this. So uh, they have dal, which is um, like a traditional Indian dish, uh, falafels, making their uh, welcome return after appearing at Marvel season. Uh, Buddha bowls, which I mean they can really vary, but it, it's normally quite heavy on salad, uh, maybe some rice, some beans, some of that, some guacamole if you're lucky, um, and, and fresh fruits as well. Which is good. Yeah. I don't think you you see enough fresh fruit in no. parks in general, so that's quite cool. Um, and red red wine and rosé wine, because uh, yeah, most wine is vegan. So if that's the reason you've not become a vegan, it's because you thought you couldn't drink wine and beer. My my beer yeah. today actually is vegan, but not on purpose. And most wine is as well. So don't let that stop you. Um, and then the last one in this range is just um, the the drunken chalet. <laughs> we we have also missed one, a new oh, one. Sorry, what's yes, that? Yes, we we have the Greek. Um, oh, I've got that. I've got that in a separate one for some 
It's in a separate heading for some reason. How, how, that's rude, isn't it? Um, yeah. Chalet, Chalet Greek. Uh, sorry, sorry, Chalet Greece. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we've got gyros, masaka, Greek salad, some pastries and grapes, as well as you, mm. as well as your wine. And uh, Mythos beer. Yeah. Which, uh, I mean, I think that is possibly the only beer they make. It's the possibly. Of. So that's that's possibly why. Um, but yeah, the last one is uh, Bistro de la Tete. Yeah, that lots of be beer. Right. Is that your head? Bistro de la Tete? <laughs> that can't be right. Um, but yeah, uh, curated collection of red and white well, red and white wines, champagne and European draft and bottled beer. Yeah, and the champagne and two of the wines are Disneyland. Specific, mm. uh, made for for the park. I do remember that one last year because it just looked like a whole row of beer taps. Yeah, that was it. You know, you, that was you, the one that was kind of in the gap, wasn't it? At the end yes. of Pasta Remy before you go into Toy Story. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, I think it's really good that they are. Are doing it. It's an extended season uh, this year. Not not by much, but it goes into October this this time. Yeah. So it starts on the tenth of July and it runs through to the thirteenth. I would, I would assume that they will bring it back in time for Christmas. With I would assume like, so. Um, I remember one of the stalls last year had mulled wine. Yes. Um, in December, so uh, you know, I think that's what they do. It was smaller at Christmas. Uh, by a few, but um, I don't think that's that's terrible. And yeah, I, I think it's I think it's really good to to have these offerings, especially in you know we, what I said earlier about the fact that you know do you buy your food here or do you go and have like a quick service meal or something? But let's be honest, the studios is the the park that needs more food options. Yeah, yeah, by by a mile. Yeah. So, so yeah, I think that's... and even even the main park's expanding its offerings now. I, I believe there's a a vegan offering in Fantasyland now. Oh, um, I think near the Alice Maze. Okay. I think it's gone in one of those ones there. Okay, because um, my my brother and uh, sister-in-law recently went with um, their kids and also the people that disowned me. And um, I, I saw my brother last week and I, I asked him how uh, how he got on. And uh, I said about how, how was the food? Because he he's not vegetarian, but he won't eat meat in the house because my wife and the kids are vegetarian. And um, he said they, they ate really well. And I think, you know, I, I, I didn't struggle as much as I thought I would do when I went in, in April. But I do see yeah. things kind of improving over time. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's, that's, that's good because uh, more options is, is good. Um, yeah. So that's, that's positive. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing some of the, the upgrades in the, in the menus in a couple of weeks. Yes. So let's let's talk about that a little bit because you are going to the parks in September to do race weekend. We talked about it a little yeah. bit before. Um, we didn't talk yeah. about your how you're getting there and stuff and where you're staying. I think I know all of this, but just yeah. just to say. Um, so are you are you coaching it again? I am coaching it again. I'm I'm going straight from work on Friday evening because I'm only running the half marathon this year. Yeah. Um, because of our other trip that happens four days afterwards, yeah, I kind of went. Like, I'm only going to go for for like 36 hours, um, get my my medal because I have run every half marathon so far. Um, I want to get get to that five year mark. Um, where in the states, it's recognised as as legacy after five years. Um, so I was like, I'll go and do that. So yeah, I'm. I'm coaching it down from Nottingham 
straight after work, I've got a coach at half past four, I think. I finish work at four, um, get on the coach um, down to London and then jump on the, the Eurobus. Um, uh, they've just moved my coach time, so I think I'm leaving London at 10 o'clock Friday night. Mm-hmm. Um, that takes me on the, the Channel Tunnel. Um, Eurobus are the only ones that do. Um, the other ones are all on ferries. Okay. Um, so take a heck of a lot longer. Um, I could have got an earlier bus because I get into London at like half past eight. Um, but I could have got on a on a bus at like quarter past nine, but I would have been three hours longer because um, oh, wow. of the ferry. So I was like, yeah. no, I can wait. And originally the bus was half past ten, but they've moved it forward half an hour. Well, the thing um, is as well, you know, with anything like that, the worry I have is, especially when you get into London, is traffic. Now, I know they obviously, you know, you factor that kind of thing in anyway, but yeah, you hit any kind of um, traffic or an accident on the way, um, yeah. you miss that if you if you move it. So, yeah, an hour and a half is is a bit of a, a drag, but it's not like everything yeah. closed. I'm sure you'd be able to go and get something to eat and stretch your legs and stuff. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, definitely, and I, I'm not too worried about that. It's, it's. Just, I think it's about the same time as the one that I caught last year, um, on the Thursday night. Um, so it's not, it's not too bad. Um, but yeah, so overnight travel. Um, get to Charles de Gaulle, I think at like half past seven in the morning. Um, I can jump straight on the TGV, and I will be at the parks in time for extra hours. Excellent. So, yeah. And that works out quite well. Uh, no, I'm at the Kyriad, or the name they've changed it to now. Right. Campagnol, I think they've changed it to. Uh, they got bought out. Um, so, yeah, that was the cheapest one I actually did. I booked the one that we stayed in last year, um, but then found that the Kyriad was cheaper about a week after I booked it, so I just cancelled it and changed my booking. Fair enough. Um, and I've stayed there before. It's fine. Um, decent breakfast. If, I, if I'm back in time, which I should be after the after the run. Um, so, yeah, doing that. And then getting the. I actually ended up booking the direct train home because it was the same price as an indirect one. Oh, okay. Um, so I'm getting the Eurostar back. Um, just to get me back quickly, no mess, and, and give me time in the parks on the on the Sunday after the race. Well, well, you say that, but I mean, you know, let's not forget my uh, three-hour stay at Paris last time, stuck on the train. Yeah, there was power failures, so yeah, should get you there quicker. Absolutely, uh, <laughs> I'm sure you'll be completely fine. It was a bit of a freak. Yeah, I, I'm still, and then I've got to coach it out of London once I get back, so I'm not going to be home until late on on sunday night um not late late but it'll be late enough yeah um then into work for four days uh three days before we fly off yeah yeah you better make sure you pack before uh before paris mate yeah <laughs> send your clothes ready anyway i won't even be taking that much to be honest no no that's the good no. thing about the short trip yeah that's cool well i mean yeah, I can't wait to hear about that um, once. Uh, and as Paul said, because we've got our trip to Orlando just after the race, we probably won't record the podcast until uh, the week after that. Yeah. Because there won't be much time in between. But uh, yeah, we'll definitely have a breakdown of that once uh, yeah. Once all is said. I've got, I've got a few things booked as well. I've booked um, the buffet at Sequoia Lodge um, okay. for my Saturday night meal um, before the race. So got a few things. And shout out, I'll be going to the, the meet-up for Joyful Miles again, like I did last year. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of the girls, uh, well, all three of the, the girls are coming over this year. Um, it was just one of them last year. Um, but, yeah, all three, all three presenters are coming over this year. Um, Sadly, Gerald won't be. Um, oh. He wasn't. He wasn't going to this year anyway. I think he was. He was always looking at possibly next year. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, he's he's been out with a 
a broken foot for the last four months anyway. Yes. Um, so he hasn't. But we can now say that he has been given the all clear to start walking on it again um, properly now. So he's looking like he's getting back in gear um, for future races. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yes, the joyful miles meet up that I didn't attend because uh, my anxiety meant that uh, I was like kind of freaking out about it. So that was good. <laughs> Can't wait for our meet up in September in Orlando. Yeah, you and me both. <laughs> the thing is, it'll be different because I think because we're doing it. Yeah, I can't get as bad. I'm doing it. Yeah. With, you know, quite a few people that I know, so it won't be, it won't be uh, yeah. the same thing. Um, yeah, well, I want the next thing I wanted to talk about was uh soirees, and yes. there's a reason for that because, uh, well, the first one, the, the first soiree we're going to talk about actually is the one that's coming up next, which is on the 13th of September, and this is one of the rare ones that sold out really, really quickly. Yeah, so I mean, the majority of them have either sold out or have close to sold out yeah you know by the by the time the event happens but this one sold out really quickly and um it's the night of a hundred characters mm. and i think that's why it went so quickly yeah it's not a surprise and, and of course the first one that they did also sold out fairly quickly that was similar wasn't it um, uh, fan days didn't really it was a bit of a hodgepodge it didn't really fill yeah. out. Um, they might have said it. They'd sold the allocation. <laughs> no, no, they invited people from all over the world to go. Exactly. So that definitely didn't sell out. Um, but this one is is looking a lot more positive. Um, it, what's interesting as well is they're doing a new meeting system during the event uh. to allow everyone to meet a maximum of characters. Now, it doesn't say what a maximum is. <laughs> one. Uh, yeah. But I think... Well, I mean, to be honest, if there's 100 characters, I'd expect to meet 10. Yeah. I think that would be, a, you know, as a minimum, I think that would be reasonable. You've got um, to hope they've got multiple people as one character to be able to get through enough people. Yeah, I, I mean, so we talked, when I, when I said about the soirees earlier, you was a bit dismissive of the, of the soirees. Um, well, the, the second one, more so. Than this one, yeah. It's, I mean, this one hasn't got a, a proper theme, like you know, to me, 100 no. characters isn't a theme, it's just you've got 100 characters out, yeah. Um, which is fine, but it's not really themed. Some of them have been themed much better than others. That the Marvel one, for example, was a joke, really. Um, the, the one I went to for Mickey's 90th birthday was pretty, you know, pretty well done, and I had some great shows and parades. The uh, the Princess and Pirates one was really good, but the problem you had with that is, and, and what you get a lot of these soirees is you get rare characters. Yeah, and what that means is you, if you want to like, so the most popular one I thought was going to be Anna and Elsa. It wasn't. It was actually uh, Bell and Beast. Yeah, because the Beast doesn't really come out in in Paris uh, very often, and you know people queuing up for three hours plus to meet them now until we get the beer guest restaurant <laughs> well the thing is when when you're paying to go into a private event as these soirees are and they're normally only on sale to annual pass holders do you want to be stood in a queue for three four hours to meet a character yeah. Or do you want to see all the other things they've got? Because they, you know, they normally have shows and parades and fireworks and stuff. So, you know, that's that's the kind of you got to kind of weigh it up. So, it'll be interesting to see what they do with this one. It'll be interesting to see how they work out this uh, this um, this new queue system is going to work out. It doesn't say in the press release what they're going to do. Um, I don't know if they'll announce it before or if they'll just announce it on the day what they're going to do. Um, but uh, there is going to be a, a show in the in the evening as well in front of the castle, which is pretty standard with these soirees. Yeah, um, they only mention one show. The events that I've attended have had multiple shows, so I wonder if they're going to have 
a show when it first opens and that will be the only show until the close of it um because they normally you have an opening show a closing show and then maybe two or three uh at least different shows during the night as well involved in different things so but because there's so many characters to meet they're going to be off going to do meet and greets not shows yeah i would assume that's what they're they're aiming for this is it's aimed at the the character meters isn't it and the people yeah. that like to get all the all the different characters yeah um, and so could, i can imagine that they are going to stay away from the shows yeah and it could well be that the reason why it sold out so quickly and the reason they're going to get around this queuing thing is this could be a small capacity party yeah, you know, smaller than the, the other ones that we've seen so far. You know, I've I've got no idea because obviously you can't see how many tickets they they sell for these things. Um, you know, we'll know on on the night when people take photos and and share videos and stuff like that. Yeah, but um, I thought that was that was fairly interesting. Um, but uh, the one that I'm more interested in, uh, the next one after that, which isn't actually a soiree, it's a party is uh, the Halloween party that they're having yeah. twice in um, in October. So they're having it on the 26th and 31st. Yep. And I'm going to one. That's, yeah. why, that's why I care about it. Um, I booked my tickets last week and uh, really looking forward to it. Um, we're going... The, we're going for the weekend, so we go on the 25th. We well, we get there on the 25th, and uh, we're staying there for the weekend, just at myself, my wife, and my daughter Alice. And at first, I mean, I, I booked that weekend. Well, I picked that weekend because I knew that's when the one of the Halloween parties was, was going to be on. Yeah. And originally, I said, you know, I'm not sure if we should go because you know she's only, you know, just over six. It might be a bit much for her. Um, and I was told that if I wanted to go to the party, I could. And they would like just leave when the park's closed. Um, but we talked about it a bit more and decided that it would be too good an opportunity to miss up, miss out for us. So uh, three tickets booked. Now, I've got to say before I go any further, what I did experience was uh, since the... The change in April to the annual passes. Yeah. Buying an annual pass now is an absolute faff. So my obviously I bought an annual pass when we went last year. Yeah. For the race weekend. And that would finish up race weekend again this year. And that meant that my pass would not be valid for when we went in October. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to upgrade my annual pass because we are looking to try and go back as a a whole family next year. And uh, so it made sense and I'd get the annual photo pass and stuff. So I was going to upgrade to the Infinity. And uh, I couldn't find anywhere to download the form. You used to have to fill out a form. So I phoned up Disneyland Paris. I actually got them to call me back because that's, that's another tip for you. It's very expensive to call yeah. Disneyland Paris. And they inform me you cannot renew your pass now using your shareholders' discount unless you're in the parks. And they said, but you've got a month's grace. I said, yeah, but I want to book my hotel and I'm not going to the parks before that. Um, in the end, after kind of going back and forth for quite a while, because I could not understand why they'd made these changes, they will let you do it if you pay for it up front. Where they can't do it over the phone is if you're paying monthly. And I was given the option, I either get my shareholders discount, which was 15% off the price, or I got six months free. Uh, Because that's where you get standards if you renew your pass. It used to be you could get both for a time, which is a big deal. But now it's one or the other. So I chose the 15% off because I thought that was was more beneficial. And I eventually got it renewed. And then as soon as I got that confirmed, I um, was then um, given given my, my card number so I could then book the, the hotel so I could get a room-only rate for it as well. So that's what I've done. Uh, but the whole process took hours. The Eurostar took me 10 minutes. Pretty, pretty yeah. much that, actually. 
Um, I think it took me a little bit extra because I forgot my login details, but um, that was really easy. But renewing an annual pass is an absolute nightmare. So I was not very impressed with that. And I did tell Disneyland Paris that in my feedback. So that's yeah. quite bad. Um, but yeah, so the, the, the part tickets, because I was an AP, um, because of um, being Infinity, I, I got a discount on the ticket. So I think it cost me 39 euros a ticket. Yeah. Which I think was too Sounds bad. about right. Because I did, yeah. I did look the other day because mm. um, it popped up because I was I'm looking at future trips and it popped up and I'm sure that was that's about right. So it's going to be um, new parades and surprises. It says uh, it's going to be open until two o'clock in the morning. And uh, Phantom Manor, Big Thunder Mountain, Peter Pan's flights, the Small World, and Star Tours will all be open. I wonder if there'll be any more than that. That doesn't sound like very many compared to what they usually have. They they normally have nearly all the rides open. Um, but yeah. Big Thunder Mountain in the dark, yes, please. Always the best way to experience it. Yeah. Um, Encounter with Disney villains, obviously. And some of the names they reference are Maleficent, Jafar, Captain Hook, Corella. So it'll be a lot of the ones that you see during the day, but normally only in shows. So that'll be quite good. Um, Dr. Facilier will have a voodoo party. And there'll be a Disney villains Halloween celebration as well. Um, Another thing, you can dress up. That's good. Yeah. And if you're under 12, you can wear a mask. Mm. Not if you... But yeah. So, because they did keep mentioning that to me on the phone. Was, oh, you can all dress up together. Um, I've already decided what um, dress my, my daughter's going to have that night. I found a, a sunny dress from night before Christmas that's kid size. So that's what she's going to have. Um, but yeah, so I'm really excited because I've not done um, Halloween properly since 2009, I think was the last time we did a Halloween party. Um, I've not been for Halloween season for probably about three or four years because they were just starting to do it, weren't they? When it was race weekend, they yes, just like to put a few bits and pieces out, yeah, and getting ready for it. But uh, yeah, so I'm I'm really looking forward to it. It's my favourite time of year to go to Disneyland. It'll be the first time that uh, my daughter does a proper Halloween party at Disney Park, and uh, yeah, just think it'd be really good fun. So really yeah. looking forward to it. Yeah, no, I'm I'm looking forward to hearing back. I've not done Halloween out there properly for probably the same as you. I think it must be four years. I'm sure Sam was like two and a half when we went the last time. Um, so yeah, looking forward to hearing the the upgrades and and about the party as well. Well, one of the other things as well is that apparently there's going to be a special character for the Halloween parties. I think it's the same character at both of them. And uh, apparently it's going to be a character that's not been seen at the parks before. So well, the they've announced money. one. Yeah, they've announced one for Florida. Oh, um, they, who they announced for Florida? An anti-princess. She's like a, a goth princess. Oh, yes, this is a new um, Disney Channel show, isn't it? That's starting up. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it'll be that because I think it'll be too soon. I don't think Europe's getting the cartoon just yet. Um, the smart money seems to be leaning towards Oogie Boogie. Yeah. Which means that I won't be meeting Oogie Boogie because if that's true, the queues will be ridiculous. Yeah. It'll break my little heart because it's a character I've always wanted to meet. I'm not a huge... Yeah. I like meeting characters, but I'm not obsessed with meeting characters. But there are a few. Yeah. Oswald being one him definitely being another so uh yeah yeah we'll see we'll see um but jack and sally are always great mates oh fantastic and that was the first time i, I ever met both of them because you normally yeah. get jack jack's guaranteed normally between halloween and christmas sally yeah. will occasionally join him yeah. but she won't always be there um, but yeah, for, for, for the Halloween parties, um, you'll, you'll have yeah. both of them. That's almost guaranteed. And have you they seen- were both at race weekend a couple of years ago. Oh, were they? I managed to get a photo while I was during the 10K. Mm-hmm. Um, they were out, um, managed to get a photo with, 
with both of them on the on the way round. My memory of that is I took a really nice picture of my my wife with Jack and Sally, and then when she took my picture of Jack and Sally, she somehow managed to get her um, like candy bucket. She had a pumpkin candy <laughs> bucket in in the lens of the camera, so I've got a three quarter picture of me, Jack and Sally. So thanks. <laughs> I was the fan. She was the fan. I was the fan, and I didn't get a proper picture. So, I'll have a photo pass this time. No excuses, yeah. Um, and also, have you seen that? Um, sort of the start of the Halloween season, Tower of Terror is going to be changed. Is it? Oh yes, yeah. it did. It's going to have different drop sequences. Random drop sequences, so no two rides yeah, yeah. will ever be the same. Yeah which I think is interesting. I mean, obviously, it's not long for it to go now before it becomes Guardians. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, they've got to give it a good send-off. That's it, exactly. So I'm, I'm happy with that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I've just announced one for Christmas. And yeah, Well, it's at Christmas. Yeah, well, yeah, sorry, I didn't mean for Christmas in that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is the one that I think is a little bit bizarre. It's called Four Seasons in a Day? Yeah. What does that mean? It literally means they are chucking everything from like four of the seasons that they do into one soiree. So So you're basically going to get Halloween, Christmas, Pirates and Princesses probably, and maybe swing into spring no no they've not done not done swing into spring for a while and that's the other news is that princess and pirates has been confirmed as not coming back next year yeah so no i think it'll just oh it might be lion king i suppose uh you know i think they won't even do that i think they'll do um spring summer autumn winter yeah because they kind of do stuff you know for that you know, obviously Christmas it's decorated, Halloween it's decorated, that's autumn. Uh, summer, you're probably right, it's probably going to be Lion King or something related to that. Yeah. Um, spring could possibly be Star Wars, maybe. Um, mm. But yeah, I thought it was quite interesting because Princess and Pirates seem to be a bit of a fan favourite. They obviously yeah. had a soiree um, in April this year. I think it was April I went. Um, either way. Um, you know, you, I thought that meant it was really popular and probably was going to be coming back, but apparently not. From from those, I, I, I didn't follow the season. I didn't go out for the season. I didn't know anything about the season. I just went to the soiree. And uh, some people have said that the soiree kind of ended the story of what they were telling during the season. Yeah. So they were more disappointed than surprised. But uh, you know what? In, I wonder if they're going to go more IP, and that's possibly the reason why. Because Princess possibly. and Pirates isn't, you know, it's a, it's a Disney thing. Like, you know, I didn't know what Princess and Pirates was. They no. created brand new characters for it that you'll never see again. Um, so, you know, obviously Marvel's very popular. Star Wars seems to be uh, a very popular season. Lion King and Jungle has already been confirmed to come back next year as yeah. well. So maybe that's what they're going to focus on, is on things that they can really shift merchandise for or do tie-ins with. Yeah, possibly. Wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me. So you get a nightmare before Christmas theme for either Halloween or Christmas. Well, have you heard that rumour? With the live-action Nightmare Before Christmas? No, not that one. I didn't want to talk about that one. Thanks for bringing that up. Um, <laughs> although, look, it, can it be worse than Lion King? I, I doubt it. Uh, no, the the rumour that we are going to get a Nightmare Before Christmas overlay at Phantom Manor in the next couple yeah. of years. Yeah, I heard 2021 Yeah, at the earliest. Yeah, it'd be interesting if, if what they've done inside the building, you know, they've made certain changes with that in mind. I don't know. Possibly. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if they've not made it easier to be able to do something like that. The thing is, that it's, it's proven that they want to do these overlays, but the, the problem they have is that 
when they do them, they can't then remove them fairly easily, as we've seen with, with Space Mountain and, and Hyperspace Mountain being there for, what, three years now? Just coming up. Um, it's got so to I, be I do want, yeah, it's got to be now. Um, so I do wonder whether some of Phantom Manor's upgrades were to, to make it easier to be able to do something like that. Yeah. I mean, if they do it, I mean, it would be amazing for me because yeah. I've always wanted to do Haunted Mansion Holiday in California for that reason, being such yeah. a Nightmare Before Christmas fan. So to, to have it on my doorstep would just be amazing. And also as well, like Nightmare Before Christmas has always been popular in Europe. Yeah. You know, the, the first time you... I know Hot Topic in America is, you know, kind of really went all in on Nightmare Before Christmas uh, about 15, 16 years ago, whenever it was. But um, I used to see a lot more merchandise in Europe than I did in America. So yeah. it seems to be more beloved there than it was there um, in, in America. So, uh, yeah, it makes sense to do yeah. it. And, yeah, they've just got to figure out a way of doing it that, you know, would be fairly easy to change. I mean, Disneyland have no problems. No. It closes down for about three weeks or something, maybe a, maybe a month to yeah. change it over. Uh, so they could quite easily do the same there, you know, do it from September through to, you know, early January and yeah. have it back open again for February. Um, but, yeah. It'd be interesting. I think Hyperspace Mountain is interesting because I think when I've seen video, and I mean, it's, it's always a bit harder to judge video than actually seeing it yourself, but when I've seen video of the overlays are done in California for it, it's yeah. predominantly screens. Yes. Whilst in Paris, they've added models as well. Yeah. So there is a lot more they need to change for them to revert it back. But, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. I, th- I think it's just because it's pretty popular, to be honest. Yeah. I think that's why they've kept it. I know originally it was supposed to be an overlay, but I don't see any need to change it back. No one liked Mission 2 anyway. No. I, I think it'll eventually change back once Galaxy's Edge opens in Paris, but obviously yeah. we're, we're a good four years away from that well, at the moment. You say that. Do you think we're going to get Galaxy's Edge? Are we not going to get an Aladdin-themed land? oh i read that earlier and i was like (laughs) what is wrong with people someone with no connections to disney at all said on twitter that yeah i've heard it's going to be aladdin land and they've they've made an article about it absolutely brilliant yeah (laughs) Um, yes that's not happening we are still getting galaxy's edge yeah yeah and i'm sure we'll find out a bit more in a couple of weeks about what paris is getting yeah, there are supposed to be a few more announcements coming about the the expansion. There's been a few things I've seen recently about Spider-Man, but there've been rumors, not not confirmation. Yeah. Um no. you know, I don't I don't know if we are going to get the exact same ride that California's getting for Spider-Man. I think I would imagine we will. Yeah, I think I think we will as well. Um yeah. but it's still not been officially confirmed. The only ride there we really know about properly is is Iron Man, and even even with that, we don't know the full details. No. But we've got more of an idea about that than Spider Man. Um, yeah, I do. Yeah, there are rumours that we are going to get some more announcements about that expansion very soon. So, yeah. which is good. When we do get that, we'll do another episode. Yeah, I would imagine we're going to get more news on on the Frozen Land at this mm. point. Um. As well, there'll be a joint announcement, I'm sure, about the Spider-Man stuff um, between the two parks, um, and whether we're going to find out any more about what's going going on around the lake and in the lake. I suppose is is just as important, and that's that's not that far off. No, no, it's not. It, they're doing it at the moment. Um, we'll start to see the the Marvel stuff make its appearances next year, and then it'll be onto the onto the lake area. Yep. Yeah. Well, D23 is a couple of weeks away now, isn't it? So, yeah. you know, hopefully we've had, you never used to get any Disneyland Paris announcements there, but no. now they're part of the same company. 
we have started yeah. to get things announced there as well. So hopefully that's when we will hear more. Yeah, and I'm I'm sure we will. Um, and it's, it's going to be exciting. Yep. Um, clearly everything's in full flow now for for Marvel Land. Uh, cranes are in and and everything. So not that far off. Once right. uh, once Rock and Roller Coaster goes down in what three four weeks, um, then yeah, it'll just, it'll be in completely full flow. Yeah, just under that now because it's the first yeah. of September that goes that goes. Yeah dark yeah so well, it's the last then, day of yeah. operation anyway so yeah yeah so let's let's hope we do get some more news but um before we wrap up was there anything else from you i don't think so i think that's that's everything for now Excellent. And as we said we'll be back for a d23 expo well we'll be back for a yeah. d23 expo show if they announce anything yeah <laughs> if not we won't be no, exactly. but I think I think we can guarantee there'll be at least some little tidbits. Yes, I'm, I I'll be shocked if they don't announce anything uh, there at all. I'd be very surprised if they don't. So, uh, and of course, there's the chance that they're going to announce Mickey Minnie's Runaway Railway as well. Yes, still the rumor. That's not been confirmed officially yet no. either, has it? So, no. Yeah, I reckon we'll get a an opening date for that in the world yeah. and then the announcements elsewhere. So yeah, could be, could be exciting times. Yeah, definitely. Looking forward to it. And also coming up here, we have got a few people that have recently done trips to Disneyland Paris. So we will be recording some trip reports with those people and they will be coming out in a future episode as well. So really it just depends uh, what happens first a decent d23 yeah. announcement or uh, trip reports but either way that's the future of this show so um yeah if, if there's nothing else then yeah. i'll wrap up and say thank you for listening and we will we won't leave it as long next time it won't be six weeks i promise no, um, no it won't <laughs> but we'll be back with another discover dlp very soon au revoir of the After Dark Podcast Network.